Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations at the Smart Center in Greenville and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. I'd like to start off by thanking our sponsors, Bradford National Bank, Bradford National Bank with locations in Greenville, Highland, and Marine, the bank that reinvests back into the communities that they serve. Find them online, bradfordbank.com. And our other sponsor currently, Entertech Global, Intertech Global Masters in, well, in renewable energy, basically, geothermal, solar energy, contact Intertech Global right here out of Greenville and worldwide. Yes. Impressive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also brought to you by the Greenville University and the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. I welcome my old buddies, my old pals, the guys that were here when it all began, Breck Nelson and Deloitte Cole. Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> it's good. Um, I meant to have these folks on for the 50th podcast, but they're both out of town. And so I had Jess here instead. And we had a really good time without you. How about that? Does that make you sad? So sad. <laughs> yeah. We missed the spread. The balloons. Yeah, it was this real shindig. But no, uh, I had intended to have these guys on for the 50th. But this is our 51st podcast. So that's not any less could, special than the 50th. We could go back and delete one. And then, <laughs> well, yeah, that would be 50th. I think we might have already done that. Have we? I don't know. We probably I think should. We have something scrapped. Was, yeah, was, <laughs> I think it was one that Breck was in. Probably. <laughs> Well, it all began in a box in the library basement, basically. Um, oh, remember? Right. Oh, very small. Yes. That's right. called a whisper room. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they call it a box in the podcasting biz. I think that's probably where they keep people to get answers out of them. Yeah. Is that what I call it? It's kind of sweaty. It was a sweaty box. It was a sweaty box. And it was... Um, yeah, it was weird, but it worked. And we didn't know each other as well either, so that was even more uncomfortable. But now we have new digs. <laughs> we have yes. new digs. And and how long ago was that? Does anyone remember? It was before the Smart Center opened. Seems like many, many years. I know. But it was, Who can remember that far back? I, not yeah. us old folks. Was it a year and a half, maybe? Probably, yeah. At least, yeah. So here we are. It is uh, the final month. Of 2020, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? My son seems to think that although we think it's the final month of 2020, miraculously there's going to be additional months, and then it'll just get worse and worse. (laughs) I don't think I don't think they can do that. Uh, Well, we didn't think they could do a lot of things that's that have happened this year, but apparently they can. But you know uh, what's kind of cool is um, with all. The hurdles we've had to overcome and all the stops and starts and cancellations, we've kind of made it through pretty well here in Greenville. I mean, relatively speaking, of course. Our our enrollment was larger than we thought it would be, sure. right? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, we've, the testing at the college, the university, yeah. has been great. Yeah. Our positivity rate is extremely low. Because of the testing compared to a lot of other universities. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of wins in a time of a lot of losses. I think so. And I think even in the community, you know, we've lost some businesses, but we've had some others that have opened up. We have, which is... Which is, I mean, that's, it's just a mixed bag. And I guess, you know, it's a glass half empty, half full. I know. I've seen the statistics, Brock, about, you know, I've heard some cities are losing 30% of their restaurants. Yeah, but that's a whole different discussion. You okay. can't, you know, 
you have an opportunity in front of us. The pandemic has is, is, is provided lots of opportunities as well as challenges. So do you look at it um, as if I have to stay the same? No, we have to adapt, we have to innovate, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Right. The restaurants, just if you want to talk restaurants by themselves, that are innovating and adapting are still doing well. Those that were stuck in the old model in the old way, uh, kind of same thing we've been doing at the university over the past few years. You know, we, we have to change with the demands that face us. And those that are adapting, innovating, changing, are gonna come out of this stellar. Um, you know, that's not, that's a blanket statement that doesn't, you know, it's not 100% across the board, but that's pretty much true. Right. Um, so I, there's, I know, just be looking in the restaurant industry for, in a lot of detail in the last two months in Dallas and here, uh, there are those that are actually, sales are up in some oh, places wow. that, are, that are way down because they've innovated. Yeah, I think that's the key. All kinds of things. That is the key. Yeah, doing things maybe that they never imagined that they would be doing as a as a restaurant, possibly, or Mm -hmm. you know, other businesses the same. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think, and and the same with the university, because we've seen other universities much like Greenville that have closed. They closed up, and and maybe that's because they didn't innovate. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there was some fear there. I don't know. I don't know their circumstances. But if, I mean, we, uh, you know, here in Greenville have just kept evolving. And I think it had we been doing the same things, you know, over and over again for years and years and years and refused to change anything, especially in these past couple of years, we would be gone. But we're here. Yay. <laughs> you know, I, I just read um, a paper that our president, Suzanne Davis, wrote, but she quoted another book and I can't remember the book that she quoted but it talked about a fish swimming swimming in the red sea or the blue sea the red sea is very small or, you know and your prey because you're trying to survive in a small overcrowded area but you get that fish into the blue sea the much larger area it has room to swim and to evade and, and go that means you've got to be unique you have to be different you can't offer what everyone else right, offers and do true. the same thing the same way you know I think it's Jackie Mom's Mabley. You, we've all heard this. You always do what you've always done. You'll always get what you've always got. Right. Now, there's another part to that saying that nobody says. It says that, but if you want to have what you've never had, you've got to do what you've never done. Meaning it's time mm-hmm. to innovate. If what you're always doing isn't working, well, if you keep doing it, it's still not going to work. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's look at the opportunities that... Faces, you know, we're on the square downtown, and, and since I live on the square, I'm on here every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have multiple buildings that are empty. Yeah. And when I walk by them, I just see opportunity. And that's what it takes. Like, and, and it does. Yeah. It just, so those willing to maybe take a risk, to take a, a chance, a calculated chance, um, I think the opportunity you have now to succeed is better than ever. Interest rates are never lower. Right. Than they've, they've been in. I mean, when I was a... I remember when I was graduating high school, interest rates were 17%. Yeah. You know, yeah. now you can buy a home mortgage for 2%. I, it's, yeah. It's just, I mean, money is available. Yeah, we hear a lot of financial advisors telling people don't refi, or excuse me, do refinance yeah. your house, but don't pay it off. Right. Because the interest rates are so low. It'd be better to invest the Stock money. Stock market's been up and down, but it's up right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. don't you think it's an attitude, though? I mean, when you, when you see an empty building, you're thinking of opportunities, and I'm not sure... 
A lot of folks don't have the attitude of an entrepreneur. So I'm very entrepreneurial. See that. So an an entrepreneurial, by definition, is gifted seeing opportunities where others don't. That's that's why they invest. That's why they Mm -hmm. go. Um, And it's you know I just because I like old buildings and real estate. That's where I look a lot. But there's a lot of other opportunities. And we have a young gentleman right now upstairs. Right. Making gummy bear type products because he was doing it in his dorm room and he's selling them <laughs> because he, he needs to pay his tuition and his in school bills. Right. So he's innovating and that young man's going to go place. He is. And, and then that brings me to how we've adapted here mm-hmm. at the Smart Center. I mean, we first opened up, we, we were sort of a separate entity. I mean, while we are part of the university, we were sort of set aside as a separate entity to sort of survive and and on our own, basically, and, and come up with, um, with you know, basically looking outward more than inward. And since all this happened, we've sort of come back to embrace each other, the university and the Smart Center and the town as well. I mean, but op- by opening up to more possibilities for other people, rather than just for the smart center opportunities just for within by opening up our space and our programs to help other people. It's helping us like with the young man upstairs, we are opening up the space for more student interaction for more student entrepreneurs, um, basically giving them some chances that, you know, they weren't going to have. And, and we're hoping that that will encourage more entrepreneurial minded students to come here. Oh, I, I'm. I'm seeing it. You know, I'm 100%. seeing. I mean, so if you think about it, here the university had this dream mm-hmm. when to build this smart center, and mm-hmm. we had a, a whole vision lined out. Well, we that vision morphed a little bit as we renovated the building, mm-hmm. but we had a plan. And then three days after we opened, <laughs> everything went out the window because COVID said, shut us. Plans? Down. I laugh at your plans. That's <laughs> yeah. what COVID said. Yeah. <laughs> these are your plans, huh? You know, so what did we do? What are we going to do during this time? You know, we're looking at each and individual space and we're re-innovating what we're going to do. Right. You know, our second floor, for example, was designed as like a WeWork, shared work type mm-hmm. environment. You know, people aren't necessarily coming back to these areas in droves. You know, they're still isolating and they're working in distance. So we have actually some students who don't even go to GU. And yeah. subscribe to the floor because they don't want to do their online learning at home. Right. That's a market we never knew was there. Right. And even the, the in, in another, you know, when you take it aside from the students, we've had some interest from people who aren't allowed to really go back to the city to work, or but they can work from home, but maybe they're inter- they don't have an internet right. uh, connection that's worth anything. Mm-hmm. And so they've been interested in coming here. So it's sort of that middle ground where it's not in the city. It's not where you're around hundreds or thousands of people. But you're not at home, surrounded by your children and your pets and your your slow internet. So it's you know there are you know, people we hadn't thought of that might find use here. And then getting back to the students using it, uh, we had over we had the Christmas event this past weekend, and we had a very small vendor fair on the third floor. It was our first. It was sort of a let's see how it goes because normally we have vendor fairs in town here. They're either out on the street or they're in a on the first floor of you know one of the uh, buildings that's available so we had it on our third floor and my first thought was are people going to climb the stairs or take the elevator are they going to be comfortable um but they did and what we did with the vendor fair as well we had people we had some businesses some established businesses um but we also opened it up to students and let students join in for at no cost 
And one of those students is our student, Jeremy, who's upstairs right now. And But but with having that combination of local businesses and the students, Jeremy was able to make a connection with an established business that goes to other vendor fairs. And she invited him along to one this weekend. And so, so that's, that's what I love about that's exactly what mm-hmm. we're about, innovation through connection and collaboration. They made a connection yeah. and collaborated. Now he's up there cooking, innovating, and they're going to another together. They're sharing costs and going to another event. I mean, that's in a very small way exactly what we want to do. Right, and, and I think I love it. we'll see more and more of that as we um, we, we take what we learned from this past week and, 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 you know, expand that, have more of that here, and then we'll have more students using different parts of this building mm-hmm. or making connections with these businesses. And, yeah, it originally it, it really was about connecting students and, and uh, you know, the community, but it wasn't – it's happening in a way we didn't see. It's happening almost without, it's almost out of our control in a, in a way, um, in, in the best way. I, I agree. So so it's that entrepreneurial look. Or uh, We could have looked at when we opened this smart center and thinking COVID shut us down. What are we going to do? We could have gone into panic mode. Well, the investment that the school made, we didn't have that option. We couldn't do that, right? right. So we had to innovate. And that's what I think we're finding in the restaurant industry and even other businesses. They're being forced to innovate in very uncomfortable circumstances. But those that are adapting and, and owning that are doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife. I think that's the thing that it frustrates a lot of people is that this year you had to innovate. Yeah. yeah. And in the past, you could decide to innovate, or your your business could just kind of slowly die yeah but now it's dying quickly if you don't make changes you know immediately and the fear is the change i'm making it is the right change is it the is it going to do right. uh, you you don't know that's good yeah that's, you, you yeah. that's where you go for it yeah my department we call that failing forward yeah you know or the other thing about failing forward is learning from your mistakes yeah and yeah. You need, but you need to do it quickly failing mm-hmm. forward slowly is is a recipe for disaster yeah. but if you can fail quickly and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes what doesn't work teaches you more than seeing what does work. I think we've seen that with the Experience First program, too. I mean, I, I believe remember talking to Jane Bell, uh, one of her uh, groups, she said that was probably one of the most valuable things they learned. They learned something through failure, and it was probably more valuable than a lot of the success that was learned with some of the other groups. So. Yeah, I, you know, I used to run a small business, and um, some of my friends would ask for my advice, and I'd say, "Well, I can tell you what not to do, because <laughs> I no longer run that business." Um, I can tell you uh, what to look out for, the pitfalls, and what not to do, and who not to, uh, you know, maybe working with your siblings isn't always the best idea, or, or you know, or whatever it is. You write a book oh, I yeah. there's a book out there to look. Like, believe me, it? well, it's it's all up here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you learn so much more from what you did wrong or what you know, happened as a result of a, a decision right. you thought was so a good decision. Sometimes we hesitate to try just because we are scared yeah. what might happen um, or we think it'll take too long. Yeah, people are so. afraid to get embarrassed. They're, you know, they yeah. don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to lose. They don't want to fail. But don't they always say, was it Thomas Edison? How many times did he fail before he got the light bulb to work or what, you know? He yeah. said he learned a thousand ways how not there you go so and had he not learned you know had he not failed all those times we'd be sitting in the dark (laughs) i don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, there's another change um, that Deloitte doesn't want us to mention that we're going to face. In <laughs> oh. Can yeah. We Can we talk about it, Deloitte? You know, we have a listening group that's connected to oh. us now. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we'd like to think we do, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of transitioning out of teaching and uh, <sighs> sort of semi-retirement. So I'm going to do some online things next semester, still be connected um, with the department, with the school. But so, uh, my kids all moved away, so... So you're going to move toward them? Yes. What if they move back because yeah, you moved out there? Direction. Um, <laughs> I don't see that happening, but you, know, you never know. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's going to – how long have you been here? Boy, forever. How long have you like a long time. taught here? It's about 21 years or so. Yeah. Something like and that. you went to school here. I did. I did. So I've been here like 25 years. Wow. It's almost half of my Are you my excited? Life. Yes, I am, but there's a lot of things that still need to fall into place and a lot of question marks still. So I'm trying to... We call know. those opportunities. Remember we <laughs> yes, <did that>? yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to embrace the daily challenges and not, you know, can't you can't work it out all at once. I think that's a big part of starting yeah. a company as well. Yeah. You can have kind of a master plan, but, you know, you better be ready for, you know, turns in the road and challenges as oh. you go. I call so. that uh, dealing with the flux. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and working at the college has really maybe set me up for that because you know we just we've had our ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, through the years. Yeah, and, and it's very exciting having a new president. It new is new ideas. So it's been yeah, a, someone who's open to a lot yeah. of new ideas. And seeing the college, great. I mean, you know, the university this year really, really did a great job of dealing with the challenges. Yeah, um, and and it doesn't. The other thing is interesting is it doesn't matter if you're small. I mean. A lot of people think, well, you're a small organization. You can't do this as well as a bigger organization that has more money and more resources. But that's not true. I agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this. Deloitte has been, well, I've been here a little two shorter years. than you. Yeah. Head, but two years. And, uh, uh, but Deloitte, you've moved. I mean, we've thrown a lot of tech questions at you and things like this. And, like, just a few minutes ago, you were working these microphones and said, hey, Google. <laughs> you know, um, but when you started, my best friend. yeah, 20 years ago, I don't think Google was around no, to ask, right? No. You know, so you've adapted and learned and, oh, man, it's going to, I don't know that we'll be able uh, to fill that void 100%. Uh, I'll leave Google here for you. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, well, that's you. good. Whew. I thought we had to switch to Siri, so I didn't know. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very strange. So this now we, you know, we were testing the microphones, and Deloitte was saying on the last podcast with Brack, Elaine, and Deloitte, so it might be. Oh no, we're gonna. Am I gonna get sad? Yeah. 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 Okay. Gonna, he can run, yeah, but he can't. I'm not, I'm not gonna be completely off the grid, Elaine. So that's like the most important thing about where I move is they need to have fiber. Okay. That's very important. <laughs> My wife thinks it is too, because you know she needs to watch all of her TV shows. Especially well, yeah. as you age, you need that. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't going to say it. Oh, let let, let Breck take it. <laughs> fiber is very Didn't important as we get older. I'm talking about the fiber that has lights shooting through it. Well, use that as well. Oh, this is taking a turn. <laughs> wow. So, Breck, let's talk about you. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Breck has been well, like we we talked about. Brett, Breck has an entrepreneurial mind and spirit. Um, Evergreen Plant Company that you and your wife had started up is doing phenomenally. 
Yeah, I would, the community is. She just celebrated her one year. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's this Saturday is the big celebration. Yeah. Well, oh. shameless plug. Is there a sale? For you, Deloy, <laughs> there's always a sale. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, so the nice. best customers are the ones that come in and said, I love plants, but I'm terrible at caring for them. And I, I said, you're our customer. Because, yeah. uh, you know, they'll be buying they'll be one buying. street. So we should buy some moss. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've, right. I've been watching a few of your videos. Yeah, yeah, the moss ball. The moss ball yeah. seems to be the easiest thing. Definitely. <laughs> Just throw in an ice cube. We had a customer buy one and put it in a Ziploc bag and in their coat pocket and put their coat away for three months Uh-oh. in a closet. And they pulled it out and it was still alive and happy and they put it in a bowl. That's <laughs> Here's a crazy. How can you tell if moss is happy? It's it's green. <laughs> when it's sad, it turns brown and shrivels up. It doesn't look at your face or anything. I thought this was a riddle of some kind. I'm like, yeah, I don't know to lie. So yeah, I was just in there yesterday. We um, we decorated the smart center tree down on the ground floor. Maybe you saw it when you came in. It's lovely. Yes, yes. I'm oh, sorry. You didn't notice it? <laughs> I missed it. I, I, is it in the lobby? Yeah. You have tripped over. Oh, why is that? There's no picture on social media. Well, no. I'll get it up there. i got to take another picture because I, I also purchased a poinsettia. Oh. That's down there. I uh, made the rounds of some of the businesses here in town. And so everything that I got for the tree and for the lobby came from here in town. That was oh, important. Locally sourced. Locally sourced. Um, from, and that, that tree is also a first for someone else. It is. My intern... Lei Wu helped me with the tree yesterday, his first Christmas tree. Wow. Yes. He is from? He is from Beijing. Beijing. Yes. hmm And he has been a joy. So this is, uh, I don't know, maybe his first internship. I believe so. Yep. So I have well, him. They just, they just throw him to the fire. They did. They? Yeah, they gave him to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I took him around. I made him talk to everybody in town. Um, he used to be very quiet and shy. Man, he's really assertive now. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's got a little sass to him. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's what happens when you hang out with me for a semester. Yeah. He'll be DJing pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. He kind of lit up when we talked about the radio a little bit. But yeah, we've had we've had a good good semester, Lei Wu and I. Um, so it's been interesting to learn a little bit about his culture and the differences. There's a lot of differences, you know. Um, and you know, and this may be the same for a lot of the international students. They they you know need maybe someone needs to take them under their wing and get them out. You know, when they come to town because he hadn't been to a lot of the different businesses. Um, I think he said he had been to the Chinese restaurant and IGA. And that was about it. We walked all over town several times. You've been in here? Nope. Have you been in here? No. I tried to get him to go on the um, the corn maze out at Danikin, but he was having none of it. <laughs> so baby steps, baby steps. But yeah, that's been that's been great. But you know, getting back to Breck, I think he just threw that back at me. Um, so you've got these other, um, those who don't know, Breck has uh, been redoing, uh, renovating, I should say. The whole town. The, the whole town. Pretty much. Soon to be called Nelson, Illinois. Um, that was Breckville. Breckville? Breckville. Yeah, yes. We'll see. Oh, Janie Town. That, that yeah, sounds yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> but he's been renovating a building just uh, a couple spots north of here yeah. on mm-hmm. 2nd Street. And uh, any, any hints at what's going to happen in that building? Uh, we will be open by hopefully early spring with something pretty exciting. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's all I can that, say at the moment uh, because my, only because my wife and I are 
arguing over what that special <laughs> something's going to be. Uh, is there going to be a merry-go-round, a carousel in there? That was my wife's dream. <laughs> she woke up one morning and says, I have it. I know what we're going to do. And, I'm, and we had a, I'm like, honey, sometimes it's not good to share your dreams. You know, sorry. <laughs> and she says, we need a carousel. <laughs> I just about died. And I told her that was the dumbest idea I'd ever heard. And, and then uh, I will tell you, um, you know, after I thought about it for a few days, depending on what we want to do in there, I actually found a little six foot diameter yeah. little three horse really? thing. Yeah, that spins around for a quarter. Yeah. And I thought that might just be a draw. You See? Know? Well, she was thinking something much larger, you know, well, fit in the building. But that's it. You so know, I had to go back and apologize to her. And I said, you know, that might have been a pretty good idea, depending on what we do inside there. But, um, well, I'm excited to yeah. see what this is going to be. Deloitte, you going to stick around long enough to see? Maybe. <laughs> um, probably not, but I'm sure I'm sure that would be another good reason to come back and visit. All right. So, well, there yeah, you go. You can come go. for the grand opening. That, and yeah, I'm sure it'll be a big event. Is there a name right. for the place yet? Uh, again, no. we're still arguing over that, too, because, we'll, you know... Um, they're both they're completely opposite ideas, but we'll okay. both be pretty. They'll be pretty. Mm. Either one, will, either one will work. Maybe there could be a compromise. We're, that's maybe what we're talking okay. about. Okay, um, I can tell you more about it. I, I mean, you give it away. <laughs> I can't. Well, what about okay? So another building that the Nelsons have is what was once a gas station oh, yeah. a block north of here, Greenville Service Company. Okay. Yeah. What can you tell uh, us about I'm that? I'm actually drawing up plans to restore that building back to 1922. Uh, it was an amazing, right now it's just nondescript, people don't even see, but it, mm -hmm. it was a really cool looking building. And they have an experienced first group working on a concept for that. And okay. um, we're looking at something like soup salad sandwich type location there, I can tell you that much. And uh, with a drive through? There, there's a drive through possibility, there's even some other type of venue that we're looking at there um i've had someone approach me about coffee and craft brew uh we had another gentleman i forget what he was called what he wanted to do there but so there's 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 opportunities but my wife will not let me pursue anything until the other building is done <laughs> well yeah. you know one thing at a time yeah and then um i don't think breck does one thing i don't think he does no, either because no. mm -mm. aren't you the head of a department too I'm <laughs> yeah that's probably changed since last time we uh, talked yeah there's several things that changed yeah i've had like five job descriptions in two years how many of you have Emily? I just had the one. Oh, <laughs> Do you, does your business card just have a blank line where you write it in? Yeah, I, I, I don't even have my card anymore. <laughs> I just gave up. I just try to stay under the radar, Breck. I'll let yeah, you have I, all I'm, the... Yeah, mm. the problem is I can't keep my mouth shut, so I get in trouble. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid more responsibility, and you're you're kind of absorbing all the new responsibility. Yeah, no, but the, no, I, so uh, they made me the chair of the Brighter School of Business. And uh, um, which is just, I think, God has a huge sense of humor because I was never very, a very good studious student. You know, um, I learned by hands on. I got to go do. But we're bringing that back. Yeah. To higher ed. Yeah. Um, and with the, through the experiential education and our president Suzanne's all for that. A lot of faculty are already doing that. It's nothing new, but we're being purposeful with it. And actually, the the Briner school is going to be branching into the Briner Institutes, which will be other locations, oh, even yeah. here at the Smart Center. And we are going to look at um, 
entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship as an evangelical tool. In other words, our what we're doing is we are graduating students of character and service. Now we want to equip them to go out as Christian businessmen and women. You know, not everyone is called to be a pastor behind a, a pulpit, but God does tell us in His words, those that are believers are His witnesses. Uh, not will be, but are. And so what we want to do is we want to equip them with the set of business tools to go out and proclaim the truth in a way that is practical, engaging, and meeting other needs in the community, which is so cool. Basically leading through example. That's that's a a lot of it, and Mm -hmm. also leading where traditionally the church has pulled away from, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and that's where we want to go. I'll give you, just give you one example. One thing we are thinking about doing in the the, the building is two doors down. When I was in mm-hmm. Dallas, I met a man who was a uh, sold his business and everything, and, and started going into ministry, but he didn't feel he was called to be a pastor. So he actually started. He now has five ice cream shops, um, and he hires only those of special needs. So when you go in there, you know there's with Downs and and autism and all this. There they are the ones in there working. Because he found out in the Dallas metropolitan area, there are 240,000 adults with special needs who are capable wow. of working but don't have the opportunity. Wow. So he's employed, I don't know how many, and now he also has a job service that he's putting these special needs in other businesses. Um, and I just thought, in the Tri-County area, in Bond County, plus the little larger region, there's over 3,000 adults with special needs who are employable who do not have a job. Yeah. And I thought, why can't we do something that is greater than just open our business to make a buck? You know, let's right. let's, yeah. let's change a life and change a community through business so we can show our students and others that what we're trying to teach are actually doing. So you're kind of changing yeah. the focus of, you know, the... The business, business doesn't always have to be just about the money. It's not. But, right. you know, business needs to make a profit to stay in business. But right. we can still do it and, and change and the culture. Serve the community. Serve the community. And, and, that, and that's what about Greenville that, that I fell in love with is we are a very caring community. Mm-hmm. You know, we're small, so we know each other yeah. well. But we also do watch out for everybody. You know, you can focus on the negative and some of the other things. Or you can focus on the po- These are great positive things in the community. And I thought, well, where's an area that there's some great need? And I don't know, it just kind of stumbled upon that. That's I love the concept. And uh, so we're working out details. Um, it's greater than what I can do. But again, we'll reach out and see how. That's a great idea. It's awesome. a population that, you know, they get overlooked. And many, you know, people avoid hiring. And, and sometimes you find your most loyal workers and sometimes you're your most your most intelligent and just because someone is you know maybe socially uh awkward or you know they just don't you know I have a son that can't always read um you know emotions of other people doesn't know how to you know knows, know if someone's being sarcastic or maybe assumes that they're always being sarcastic um and some people are you know they shy away from that but they're missing out on a worker that might be extremely focused, might be extremely, you know, caring and, uh, you know, really devote themselves to their work. And Exactly what you're saying. In our church, there's a young man who's autistic, mm-hmm. and, and he's been given some responsibility. And 
when you lay that out, he repeats it and he's like clockwork and does it, you know, mm-hmm. and, but so you don't throw him a lot of curveballs, you just let him go. Right. And, and I thought, well, why can't we work that out? And, you know, and my wife says, well, how are you going to do three? I said, we're not going to do 3000, but we can do that story of the starfish. You know, we, we can do one. Right. right. And, and after one, maybe there's two or three. Yeah. I, I don't know, but we're, I, I, I think it's a greater, there's there's just a greater work that can be done and yeah, it's an, and through it all it's a greater purpose yeah right. but yes. I would I would love to see it not just in what we're doing here but branch it out all over right? yeah and and open up people's eyes so some of them that are entrepreneurial see it others don't see it they have to see it in action you know there's mm-hmm. your visionaries your builders and your finishers you know and and we need all of them. And, and we can do something really great. Well, we've, we've already seen it. If we do something well, people want to know, how, yeah. how are you doing that? Right. right. And they'll come, they'll find us. That's how, and, right. Yeah, we've had many people it. come through here just wondering, you know, how do you do what you do? For everything from, you know, this building to the, the saliva testing. And, All right. Oh, yeah. And, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So that's a great idea. Yeah. So right now it's idea, but we'll see how things yeah, and that's not just changing the lives of those that you, that are hired. That's changing their families' lives mm-hmm. too. That's mm-hmm. really uh, giving some relief to the parents um, of those maybe young adults, or you know, it, it's just a. Yeah, this gentleman told me that the average life expectancy of someone with special needs now this is overall is, is twenty four years old. Wow. Because when they're in school, they have all the help that they need, and, and, mm-hmm. and you know they, they graduate high school. A lot of that ends. So if the parents have some means, they'll set them up in an apartment or a mm-hmm. care facility, or they they're relegated back to mom and dad's house or or somewhere where then they see all of their friends going off to school, getting married, and having families, yeah. and they feel they don't belong anymore mm-hmm. or they don't have a place at all. And I thought that's we need to we need to be purposeful in in this and. It just didn't still that worth. Right. And and um, speaking of that, um, I don't know that I've even mentioned this to you, but we're going to be working with um, a group called FACO. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, with the program that they do, I was contacted a few weeks ago uh, about the use of our kitchen again mm-hmm. um, because they train um, young people that are transitioning into adulthood to, to be independent and they have cooking classes and we're going to do some of those cooking classes on the third floor. And we're looking to partner up for some other uh, classes that they do as well. So see, that's what I love about this opportunity mm-hmm. with FACO is that there's already organizations out there who just need places to go yeah. for placement. Right. And they can help train us to do that well. Yeah. But let's provide places that they can launch some of these young people out into. Yeah. And, and that, that's awesome. What a great program. Yeah, they, they have transportation. They have everything. Yeah. It, it's all there. It's just we need to give opportunity. And so that's that's actually looking at circumstances at the oppor- what opportunities are there. You know, it's that it's that looking at something a little bit differently mm-hmm. and saying what's the need and, and then we, yeah and then putting away the you, that can't be done mm-hmm. mentality. Um uh, you, I mentioned my son, you know, he's a uh, high functioning autistic, uh, you know, and you might not even know it if you didn't know him well. Um, but I remember when he was younger and people, you know, would say, oh, well, he's probably not going to go to this high. He goes to a private high school. And even his principal years before that thought, well, yeah, I don't think he's going to be going. Like, no, he's going to go there. <laughs> he's, you know, people didn't think he would drive. And I was like, no, he is going to drive and he drives well and he's very careful and, 
he's independent. And when you keep telling someone they're not going to be independent, that's devastating. And that's just, you're the one that's putting that, you know, restraint on them. People are capable of more things than uh, yeah, maybe they're given. Expand their world. They're they're good. Expand yeah. mine in the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, think we have a, I think we have that tendency to want to make those long-term expectations yeah. and not just let it develop. Right. I think sometimes it's a form of protection. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, don't expect this. Let's Especially just, for parents, let's just, right? yeah. Let's set the expectations. Therefore you won't be disappointed. Right. I think sometimes there's that, you know, maybe, you know, not even just like with the, with the principal or with, you know, some other people. It's like, oh, well, don't, you know, maybe they didn't want, you know, right. me to get my hopes up high or, you know, but you got to try. You know, yeah. so why can't they, they run a store? Why can't, you know? And it kind of goes like some of these buildings we bought. I told my wife, well, we were broke when we got married. So <laughs> anything above zero is a win, right? You know? Sure. So, you know, it's like, hey, um, you know, and someone once told me, Breck, if you're meeting all your goals and your goals aren't high enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's really stuck with me. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we gotta we gotta reach because, you know, I always told my kids when they were little, I've said this before, that don't come to me with little dreams. Because we serve a big God. I said, I want big dreams from you because dreams are free. Yeah. You know, so shoot for the unexpected, you know, right? unreachable, yeah. unattainable. Shoot there. And then let's see where you end up. Yeah. You know, of course, now I have a son living in Switzerland. I have a daughter living in a van. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one okay. home in the basement. <laughs> she, she's living a dream. In well, I was going to say, wait a minute. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a van down by the river <laughs> van. It is. And she's also flying all over. Yeah, she yeah. is. I, I vicariously lived through this young lady because I think, wow, why wasn't I doing that when I was her age? But yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you need to explain that one. Yeah, so your kids are doing some pretty cool oh, things. They are, they are. But, you know, it's just not and they're extreme. Where's your, what's your dog doing? Living in a van. <laughs> down by the, Gabrielle, I love you. Down by the ski slope. Down by the ski slope. Oh, yeah, and living living life. That's yeah, what yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm like, wow. What an adventure. I yes. know. So, you know, there is sort of a theme has developed from this podcast. Yeah. And it is one of those, why you know, be creative, shoot for your dreams. Don't let people tell you you can't start your business. Don't let people tell you you can't be independent if you have special needs. So you're going to turn into a TED Talk. It, yeah. Maybe. You think so? Yeah, I, was one of those, <laughs> I was one of those ADHD kids before they knew what it was. Sure. Yeah. And um, I, mean, I used to get tested. You were? Not moment. anymore? No, I'm all cool collected now. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing okay. is... Productively, you know, though. Deloitte, it's, you've talked, I've talked, but Elaine hasn't talked about... No. Everything that she's involved with. No. Her 17 sure. jobs. <laughs> that she does. Uh, um, yeah. Um, every day I dream about a life of, in a van, just living it up. Because uh, is, a, is a van going to have a, a working radio station? It will have. It will be my mobile radio station. Um, interviews from the... Yeah, I'll be like, you know, one of those crazy characters. Like, wasn't there a mobile radio station guy in that movie 2012 or something? Wasn't it Woody Harrelson? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, has there been pirate radio, like, in a van that keeps moving? Sure. And stays ahead of the law? Yeah, that'll be me. <laughs> One step ahead of the law. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, and I don't. I probably mentioned on. I'm, I'm sure I have because I always somehow mention it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still managing the radio station out in Carlisle. Um, 
Um, yeah, so doing the morning show every Monday through Friday. And and I have gotten innovative with that. When you guys first met me, I was getting up at 4 in the morning to do that every day, and I was exhausted by the time we'd have a meeting at 2, and that's why that's what I blame for all the gibberish that came out of my mouth during our early meetings. Um, but uh, I've adapted um, through learning some software a little bit better and um, – remote access and, and instead of getting up at four to record a morning show i can probably now get up at six and i'm kind of wow. ready to go and so you I, can learn new things you can learn new things even a, even as old as i am even and at 29. even at 29 <laughs> it's amazing that i have that 21 year old son um <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah it's been you know it's been a weird year for us also because a lot of places have not been open that might, we might have worked with before. We we um, also have annual events that we're a part of every year. We do live broadcasts from different events uh, like the street art in, in Highland and the haunted trail out in Trenton. We have a good time with those, and um, and we also make money from those events. So that has been a little bit different and we're we're very small staff and I'm basically I'm the morning DJ, I'm the station manager and I'm the sales manager and as you know I work here during the day so I don't get a lot of sales done for the station. But I have opened up to allowing this other agency to start selling for me. So that starts up here in a couple of days. So I'll see how that goes. So that's that like you're talking about doing the same thing and you know and uh slowly slowly dying in a way so i i just kept thinking no you know because i i get leery of of my thing whole thing is trusting and bringing people into a business well it's hard to let go it's hard to let go you think you've done a pretty good job i've I've done okay okay. (laughs) but but when you have a small staff um it's delicate bringing new people in um because it doesn't always work out and then you've got someone there that might not work out and then you've got them and it's, it's harder to get rid of someone than, than it is yeah, to. i've always wished that there was a class at the school on delegation yeah so one thing the first time that i kind of got into management had to do that it was a really it's hard yeah I, I have a hard time doing that and bringing in new, in new people to do that so i'm trusting this part of my my job to an established company that has done it. They don't have to be in, integrated with my staff, so they don't have to get along. They don't even have to talk to each other. So, so that kind of um, protects that part of it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I don't have to fire anybody, and I don't have to lose somebody that I've had for a long time because they can't stand working with somebody else. So, it, you know, that's a that's an issue. But. Um, yeah, but I love that. I love that job. And it's the most fun job that, I, you know, it was my my midlife crisis job. I started in my 40s. And um, well, so there's yeah. a radio station. Yeah, there's, there's a radio. the chamber of commerce. There's the chamber of commerce. And that is that is surprisingly has grown through all this. Um, so I don't think it's surprisingly. Well, 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 well no, I mean, you know, you think maybe, you know, some places people might not join something like that because we haven't been able to have our business after hours events. We haven't been able to have our big events that we have every year. We did have our Christmas event a little dialed down from normal, but yet I had such a great response this year with people joining 
And we've got, uh, we started a new program. We've got a gift certificate program that we never had before. Um, so I think that's been a great um, incentive for businesses to join because you do have to be a member of that to accept those. Um, and it's just a, an effort to keep some spending in Bond County. And, um, you know, it's something you can give as gifts, et cetera. Um, and then, yeah, the building. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, what about the yoga? I, I had to cut it out. Oh, really? I did, wow. yeah. Oh, I uh, Yeah, that's why maybe I'm, I am seem a little bit more high-strung lately. <laughs> well, can you on the edge. Like two doors? And... I could go, yeah, I could take a little trip up to uh, Studio Ananda and work, uh, work <laughs> it out there. So, yeah, maybe I need to start doing that. But, yeah, well, something had to give. <laughs> My daughter was doing yoga off of a... Uh, VHS tape or something she got at the thrift store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It> was <hilarious. laughs> Sorry. Was there wicker furniture in the background and the lady uh, was wearing like... I watched like... a little bit of it and just it too comical. She said, Dad, you try it. She I said, no. She, I don't understand. She hasn't heard of YouTube? Oh, there's all that stuff. You know, it's just a 50-cent video. It's going to be better quality. Better quality I have a son that, that can't yeah. resist buying <laughs> VHS tapes, okay. too. She listens to records by old too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Uh, same wow. year. Oh, vinyl, wow. Yeah. yeah. Vinyl has made a comeback. And she put a cassette player in her truck because <laughs> she has cassettes. Oh, wow. uh, can you believe that? It is wow. hilarious. My wife wouldn't let me keep mine. So. <laughs> wow. I love it. I want to hang out with her because then it would be like 1984 all over again. Yeah, you can tell like you're 16. I know. That was that was the year. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we've all gone through some changes. We've seen our town change a little bit. And, um you know, there's a lot of people out there that are down about some things uh, that have left us this year that are, um, you know, that are going away. But new things are coming. Mm-hmm. And so um, never fear. Don't be, you know, don't be down. Don't be that person on Facebook that complains about everything and, oh, this is happening. Well, you probably don't even know why it's happening, first of all. That's, you know, if you're that down about it. You got to look. You got to think a little bit more positively. I know it's hard, especially this year. Maybe. Maybe what we should set up a weekly walk with Breck, and they can walk around. <laughs> they can, and they can see the possibilities. Town. Yeah, and he can just share all the possibilities. He, he could share his positivity and his insight. Could, could you know sponsor this and. Well, yeah, there you go. Too much of that going on because there is another building I want to purchase. Oh, you agree? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We'll have to talk idea. about that next know. time, I guess. But I want to thank you guys. And uh, if we never get to do a podcast all together again, this has been a lot of fun. It's been a, a great fun from the very first podcast in a box. I agree. I'll miss you guys. Yeah. So I'm not going to get sappy because I'll start crying and we don't want any of that, which is ridiculous. Um, But thank you for being here. Uh, Thanks for all that you guys have taught me. You know, Deloitte taught me a lot. Really? Okay. I don't know exactly what those things are right now, but I will think about it and write it down and send you a nice note. Yes. (laughs) And it's been, it's been a joy. Um, happy holidays to both of you. If I don't see much of you before then, because it is getting closer. That's right. Um, and my birthday is next Friday, in case you're wondering. <laughs> okay. um, shop early, shop, so, often. shop early, shop local, shop <laughs> often. I'll take Boco Bucks, actually. Uh, I want to thank uh, Greenville University and the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, of course, uh, for sponsoring the Greenville podcast and our premier sponsors, Bradford National Bank and Entertech Global. Thank you for all that you do. 
This has been the Greenville Smart Podcast. You can find us at greenvillesmart.com. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can find us at 102 North 2nd Street in Greenville. Take care and see you soon.